I was confused. A walking contradiction. So full of questions. You know, you'd be better off without a dick. Mm. Hey, you can keep the beard. Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. But now I know who I am. I can say to the world, hey, this is me. I am woman. And I like me. This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? Nothing. How was the weekend? It was great. Really? Yeah, I actually went to the bar, got out of my house, but nothing more to say about that. Got just kind of wasted. Yeah, tiki bar. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that sounds good. Did you can see the new Indiana Jones movie? Uh, yeah, I did actually since the last podcast. And, uh, did you enjoy it? Did you guys see it twice, like my brother? My brother saw that movie twice. (laughs) That doesn't surprise me. I didn't hate it as much as everybody else did, mainly because I go on the internet, and I already knew there was going to be a UFO and all that. I I thought everybody knew there was a UFO. So now you probably ruined it for the masses. Now everybody should know. I mean, before you go, so you're not disappointed, realize that that this is the Indiana Jones where there's aliens. (laughs) (laughs) But my my biggest disappointment was that Harrison Ford is just old and can't really act anymore. But the thing that people don't mention is uh, Kate Blanchett is fucking hot in this movie. Oh, dude, she is really hot. Hot Russian bitch. Yeah, no, she pulls it off as just this hot Russian. I actually kind of want to go see other movies. Is she in any porn movies that you know of? Is she naked in anything? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. I don't know. There's websites where you can find out that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that. But you know what? You know, I saw the movie, too. Actually, I saw it last week, but... If you like to see senior citizens swing on ropes, you should go see this movie. Because Harrison Ford's like, what, 65? He's, he's like John McCain swinging on ropes. Yeah. And like beating people up. It's, it's yeah, it, it's hard to believe. I don't really buy it. And I was kind of annoyed when I left the theater. Did you take your girlfriend? Yeah, and she was really upset about it. See, my girlfriend was really upset about the movie, but at the same time she has a crush on Shia LaBeouf. Really? Yeah. Dude, what's wrong with her? I don't know. I don't know. Is that guy Jewish? He looks I think Jewish. He's, doesn't ha- he? he's half Jewish and half something else. But he looked like a Jewish guy that was trying to slick his hair back into a pompadour. Right, like a reject from Welcome Back, Cotter. <laughs> you, you know, my girlfriend said that since I made her go see Indiana Jones, she's making me go see Sex in the City. Oh, and, that is not a good trade. Dude. I don't think it's a fair trade at all because I didn't make her go see Rambo. <laughs> you know, if I made her see Rambo, I'd understand. Being like, okay, I'll suck it up and go see Sex in the City. Uh-huh. But I refuse to see that movie. Well, you're going to have to, though, right? I don't know. You I'm... better bring a box of tissues. <laughs> I hear it's a real te- <laughs> tearjerker. It's a real tearjerker? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to try to get out of it some. I was somehow. interested to see on the forum that one of the skins <laughs> admitted to going to see it on Saturday. Yeah, I saw that the uh, one of the skinheads uh, was actually kind of into it, too. Didn't he say, oh, wasn't that bad? Yeah, well, he said he went with a big group of chicks. More power to him, I guess. Dude, the only way I'll go see that movie is if all four of those sluts are giving Mr. Big a blowjob when he's on the toilet. Yeah, Blumpkin. Because that would be like a realistic depiction of what sex in the city's like. 
but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah, you know, to, to make a long story short, I didn't really do much this weekend at all. A lot of drinking, kind of recovery from the, the Vegas weekend last weekend, right. which was good because you know, today I had to do a shitload of work when I got to work today and was exhausted almost all day. But a weird thing happened to work, and that's kind of what I wanted to get into here. So my company's been expanding rapidly. We've been hiring all sorts of new people. So now it's like we went from like, you know, a 30-person company to all of a sudden like a 60-person company. So I only really know about half the people there. Right. You know, I've been there a few years. And like most, I'd say the average time that most of the, the employees have been in my company was like six months. Now, are the new people young, old, all across the spectrum? You know, it's actually all across the spectrum because I've seen That's some good. old dudes. I've seen like, you know... Yeah, like I've seen dudes that are like 20. Yeah, you don't want to be the old dude and all the new people come in and think you're a loser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, but I mean, I, I guess... 20 years old or something. But they're equitable in their hiring. I mean, I think they're trying to hire people of all ages right. to show that they're a diverse company or right. something. But anyways, one of the new guys who I don't know, it's like one of those people you see in passing in the kitchen when you're getting coffee. You're like, oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> but, you, you know, I don't even get to the point where I'm like, oh, my, you know, my name's D and I work in the production department. I don't even say anything. I just kind of like, oh, nice. Yeah, coffee. Good. You yeah. know, whatever. Well, this new guy started talking to me. So his name is like James or something. Uh-huh. And I. Uh, it's a very look- gentrified name, yeah, James. And, uh, or, you know, because he doesn't go by Jim or Jimbo. Right. He's going by James. Yeah, that's like an old, like he's probably a James the Third or something. Well, I had never noticed this guy before. And this is the first time, you know, I'd ever really talked to him. And I was looking at him, I was like, he was, had to be one of the, the most oddly shaped individuals I'd ever seen. He had these, like, thin, spindly arms. He must have been, like, probably 6'2". Like a thin guy, except a huge chest. So I don't understand, like, maybe he's a weightlifter or something. I don't understand how you can become that disproportionate. If you're a weightlifter, you'd have, like, you know, you'd be big all the way around. Even if you just focus on your pecs, your arms are going to get kind of big through bench pressing. Yeah, or, or something. I mean, I, I figured if you're if, if you're a person who spends a lot of time at a gym, you know which, you know, muscle groups to work out. Does he have some kind of a deformity? <laughs> You know what I think it is? After after one of the, the magazines I had to produce today, after reading this article about plastic surgery for men, I strongly suspect that this guy has pectoral implants. Interesting. Have you ever seen a dude with pectoral implants? Um, Only in the sense that you're talking about. I've seen guys that have that weird proportion and sort of like perfectly defined pectoral muscles, as you would see on somebody like, uh, you know john rambo or something in the first rambo but you know i've always but said, the rest of their body is yeah like you said doesn't look like well he just kind of look like a normal yeah normal dude but just like this big ass chest like he's like now was there like nipple? was there nipple poking through <laughs> was there defined dude, he wasn't wearing like some tight gay Muscle club shirt? shirt no he was just you know he was just wearing like a regular button down like blue okay, shirt that right. most like executive guys wear but let's just look at the guy like you know hey how you doing man weird chest guy <laughs> i'm, I'm going to go back to my desk now because this is strange so you think he has pectoral implants well the reason i think he has pectoral implants is because have you ever read the magazine men's journal no <laughs> you know i never really really was too into men's magazines unless uh-huh. there's like naked chicks in it yeah and then you're reading like a penthouse or a playboy so those are the only men's magazines i'm actually kind of familiar with right maxim well there are other men's magazines out there like men's health and men's journal that are just about like men, you know, men being healthy, men learning what to eat and, and, and like men, like, you know, learning what kind of fashion, you know, is uh, currently in vogue. So they're not targeted at the lads. 
They're more targeted to like old dudes or bodies are falling apart and really need help. Or I thought it was gay like guys. yuppies. Gay guys, I think, are the main people that read those magazines. Because yeah. there's not really I mean, there'll be a couple pictures of chicks and be like, you know, here's the it's kinda like the male equivalent of Cosmo. Okay. But it's like I think it's definitely you know, definitely from more of a mature, you know, uh, readership than Cosmo. Right. Because, so, I mean, a lot of the articles about, like, you know, what's the best company to invest in. Yeah. You know, it's the stuff that men are supposed to be interested in. <laughs> it's but there's a general, always, general interest for older guys. But there's always, like, one section that's about, like, you know, here's the 32 ways to please your woman with your tongue. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, I'm, I'm sure the gay guys are like, I'm going to skip this <laughs> section. <laughs> Why do they have to put this kind of stuff in here? It ruins the perfectly good issue. But this issue that I was doing, uh, I guess it's next month's issue of Men's Journal, there's a whole section about plastic surgery that men get. And so I was reading through this, and you know, this is kind of new to me. I don't think I've ever met a man who's had pectoral implants that I know of. No, and the guys that you were asking me if I've ever seen it, these have always been just some guy in the mall that you see or something That you're just checking out because he's wearing tight pants. (laughs) (laughs) I was just looking at the pants. I wanted a pair for myself, okay? But you know, what's news to me is I was surprised that the different, the various types of surgery that men get. So, did you know that guys get chin implants? Have yes. you ever heard of that? Well, you know, see, so you saw this article, but I've seen shows on cable all about this stuff. But the shows that I see are always about, you know, they're sort of that alarmist take on it. Like, are are men going too far with plastic surgery tonight on Dateline? But, you know, I understand. I, I fully empathize with a woman who, you know, is obsessed with, you know, her figure. And uh, is conscious of her, you know, her looks and, and regard. Well, she, she's just co- conforming. I mean, society is obsessed with a woman's looks and youth and all that. Well, exactly. So it's 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 not a surprise to me when I see a woman, you know, hear about a woman that got liposuction or Botox or right. breast implants. I mean, that doesn't. But why would a man be obsessed with what society thinks of his body? Right, because the, because actually society really isn't obsessed with with what his body looks like. Society's obsessed with how much money a man has, especially as you get older. That's so, the equivalent for men is how much cash you have in the bank. So you're saying the motivation behind this plastic surgery is just to cheat death? Or, or I think cheat it's aging. It's pure vanity. It's not. It's not a society driven thing. It's like a um, yeah. It's va- personal vanity. Or just somebody who's too obsessed with the whole culture of like Brad Pitt and uh, you know who's and the other George one? Clooney. I mean, yeah, the, George Clooney. Who's the Johnny Depp? But so, but I mean, I, you know, I, I bet you Johnny Depp doesn't get you know doesn't go to this length. To, well, no, but those guys, those people are like genetic mutations. Like really handsome dudes are just yeah, you won the genetic lottery. But so listen to this: chin implants are usually done on men to give them a more prominent George Clooney-like chin. This can can include bone and fat grafts or silicone implants or bovine collagen in your chin. <laughs> I mean, doesn't doesn't that sound kind of insane? I'd worried about I'd be worried about mad chin disease. It's a twenty five <laughs> it's a twenty five hundred dollar procedure. Uh, so I'm sure you've heard of hair transplants, which actually probably is a very common procedure here. Um, the surgeon collects roughly 500 hair plugs, then individually grafts them onto bald areas. Where do the hair plugs come from? Your butt? <laughs> and do, do they, is it like the pubic region? <laughs> Your butt crack? Well, you know, I wonder, is it hair plugs from like a donor? I don't or is know. it hair plugs from like a cadaver? <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you have like a dead man's hair? Dude, Perhaps. It, co- it costs up to $4,500 for like a first session. 
hair transplant. Well, you know what? How I was just saying that men's looks aren't really a big deal to society. I I think there is an exception for hair. Well, yeah, balding dudes get a lot of shit. <laughs> Dude, I like mean, once you... you start balding, especially if you start monk diming, you kind of look like an old loser. <laughs> well, what would you do? I mean, if you oh, let's say you started losing your hair from the front, would you try to pull the comb over action going on? Would you shave it all off, or would you look into getting some type of Rogaine hair implant? Well, see, from the if you lose it just from the front, like the big time recession, you could still pull off like the sting look, you know, just comb it all back, kind of. So, look kind of cool. the distinguished man. Yeah, but the it, the problem is the monk diming, which what, is the, what is the monk diming? <laughs> the monk I've, diming. I've never even heard this this <laughs> the, term here. The monk diming is the the donut. Like just the, oh, the donut in the, the reverse back. yarmulke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, the reverse yarmulke does. But you can't suck. pull that move off, which is actually what's happening to me. I want to admit to the sick and wrong audience. So, are you thinking about getting uh, hair plugs here? No, I'm I'm of the uh, scorched earth policy. So you're shaving it all off. Yeah, as it as it thins and thins out more, you'll see me with shorter and shorter haircuts more and more of the time until I look like one of the skinheads on the on the forum, like like uh, Liver Sack or there's another one out there. Dude, I think you're gonna look really creepy with your gun walking around with your gun completely bald you'll probably end up like shaving your head yourself because you don't want to go you know pay for someone to oh, do, no, it. You gotta do it yourself. so you'll have like gashes probably in your scalp probably walking around just with this menacing Scabs. look in your gun <laughs> <laughs> but great. still that guy is still sexier than the like accountant look with just the like you know big bushy sides <laughs> and just totally like polished cue ball smooth on top dude bust the comb over you can't do the comb over. Just bust the comb over. No, then, you can't do the comb over. And then get some male breast reduction because I think you need it. My dad didn't figure out that the comb over was a loser look until he was like 60 years old. And once he did the scorched earth, it was like, dude, you look like Bruce Willis. Good job. So wait, women were all looking at him like, oh, you know, he doesn't look like some 70s like reject. Right. From like some 70s sitcom. Yeah, exactly. Like Newhart. Yeah, exactly. So uh, men also get male breast reduction. Or uh, they also get implants. And so I was looking at this thinking, God, you know, I'd never even heard of men doing this. But what, So guys looking to lose the man's ear can undergo a one-hour procedure during which a surgeon removes fat via liposuction. Pectoral augmentation, which is what I think this guy in my work had, is the second procedure, reshapes and defines the muscles with silicone implants. Yeah. So they actually do insert implants in, into your packs. Right. And this is an expensive procedure. This is like an $8,500 procedure. Right. So I'm, I'm wondering, like, if uh, so if I walked up to this guy with, like, a knife and just kind of accidentally bumped into him, do you think I'd get silicone spraying a lot? Yeah. All over the place? I definitely do think that. Dude, it's, it's, it boggles my mind. I wonder if men could get, like, 40 double Ds if they wanted. <laughs> well, well I guess keep... they do because they're trannies. I'm sure. Well, no, I'm sure. See, these guys aren't going for the – they're not trying to get tits. They're trying to get pecs, you know, pectoral muscles, which is different than a tit. But I'm sure there's dudes who go overboard. But I don't understand. What if you're, like, a big fat ass? You get your gut lipoed out. Yeah. And then you have just, like, these fat man tits. They just suck the fat out of your tits and then just throw the implants in so you look like, you know, Schwarzenegger? Yeah, I think so. Actually, Schwarzenegger should probably do that now. <laughs> He's kind yeah, of... Have you seen that guy recently? I actually saw him in person. I don't know if I told you that. In Where was Sa this? In Sacramento, baby. <laughs> Did you actually shake his hand? Uh, no, you but had, I like was... a Republican convention or something? No, it was, a, it was a convention, but it was for work, and I was standing like five feet from him. The dude's huge, by the way. 
So I mean, he's not you... so tall. He's not as tall as you think he is. But the dude is like two normal sized doors wide. Wow. Yeah. So he's got to like turn sideways to Definitely, walk through a door. Yeah. Like horizontally. Right. God, that's insane. Yes, I do. This is through D. Simon. You you should have shook his hand. I would have like at least introduced yeah, it was, myself. It was. I wasn't. It was a group. It was a big room full of like hundreds of people. <laughs> so in addition to male breast augmentation, men also get ab implants <laughs> to give them like that natural six pack look. Yeah. It's like basically what they do is once again it's it's a procedure involving liposuction and silicone implants that shape abs. Now how do you what's the difference between how do you feel about the guy who does this just gets them artificially sculpted or the guy who goes and like um does a bunch of roids and then spends like 6 hours in the gym every other day? I think the guy that does the roids and spends 6 hours in the gym every day He's working for it, so he right. kind of deserves it. Whereas and he has real that muscles has, that actually have some purpose and yeah, use. Yeah, I mean, the dude that has, like, $20,000, you know, is just like, yeah, you know, I'm going to get a huge chest and uh, some, you know, a washboard stomach. Yeah, I still can only do three sit-ups, but it looks like I can do about 100. <laughs> well, it's kind of a disgusting procedure. I mean, basically what they do is that... Uh, so the doctor uses a magic marker to sketch the edges, grooves, and curves <laughs> of contracted muscles. Once in the uh, in the operating room, the surgeon inserts a vaser probe into your abdomen and begins melting the fatty layer immediately under the skin, separating the skin from the fat as you would do with a chicken breast. He continues emulsifying fat out of the valleys between the muscles, leaving fat on top of the muscles itself, enhancing contours. Liquidized lard is in- extracted by a tube designed to suck out only melted fat. <laughs> it, it's, it's disgusting. It's like a procedure that takes like weeks, even months to heal. It's funny that that's what the procedure is like, though, because I was going to say, what if I just took a, a ballpoint pen and just drew some on? <laughs> I just left it at that. <laughs> well, my favorite. I could go to the beach, and if a girl was like 100 feet away. It would look normal, like I had a six-pack, right? Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning you bald with scabs on your head from shaving you yourself. you with got a gun in, in your back pocket and drawn-in muscles on your stomach. Dude, you're going to be getting so much ass. You should really keep on to yeah. your hold on to, arrest- hold on to your I'm going to be getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to let you anywhere near an elementary school. The crazy dude at the beach. Jesus. Sir, you've got to leave. You're well, you disturbing should- small children. <laughs> You should listen up. I think actually most of our uh, male audience here should listen up to this next uh, section of uh, male plastic surgery, penis enlargement. So apparently, you know, you probably read about guys getting their dicks enlarged or, you know, the amazing stretcho technique you'd see in the back of a comic book. Or or there's always the penis pump. Everybody knows about the yeah, penis pump. Yeah, but I don't think the penis pump is like a permanent procedure. I think that's just supposed to Those guys to lied to me. <laughs> advertising so men that get penis enlargement tend to have a penis well typically like traditionally what they used to do is uh, men who had a penis that was uh, smaller than the average size would uh, be eligible to get this procedure right but i guess like a real hospital so well the mayo clinic defines an abnormal penis as one that measures less than three inches when erect so that's smaller than a mayo lid a condition's called the condition's called a micro penis. Okay. Could you imagine having a micro penis? I mean, I'm not gonna say that I have some enormous fucking like I'm not horsecock, you know, Goldberg here. <laughs> I'm not. But I mean I'm definitely average in length, but two inches. Erect, they said, or not erect? Erect. It has to be less than three inches erect. So that's like two inches. 
erect. It's yeah. like, I mean, dude, what, what would a girl do with that? I guess you get a lot of anal uh, tell sex. Tell you to go down. <laughs> so all the uh, solutions to this problem are considered risky. Erectile dysfunction can occur, but it can be treated by cutting a ligament to make the penis appear longer or adding girth by grafting fat from your own, like, posterior or from a cadaver. They just graft. So you have this, like, two-inch cock, and they graft fat from a cadaver onto the sides. And now you have, like, a... Four-inch fatty cock? <laughs> well, I guess it would be kind of a chode. Yeah. In a way. A uh, chode I, being a thick but short penis. Well, you can have sex for six weeks, but the um, the article here references this website, Penis... Wait, wait, wait. Can we go back there? You can't have sex for six weeks? Do, are these guys that have micropenises having <laughs> sex to begin with? No. So that's a moot point. But wouldn't you be worried? About, I mean, don't, don't you have, like, you know... Okay, think of the cadaver. Like, how how do you know if skin tone matches? You have this, like, Neapolitan cock. It's, <laughs> like, it fucking, goes... like, four inches thick, but about three inches in length. I think the fat goes underneath your existing skin. They stretch your own skin out. Oh, so they just kind of shove it in. So yeah. they just build you a chode. It's not, like, sewn together pieces of cock. <laughs> it's well, like Frankencock. You got a ch- Well, dude, I mean, what if uh, the cadaver's a black guy? Fat. I think black black people's fat is the same color as white people's fat. Oh, okay. So, but I mean, they say here you're grafting. A, I guess it's just fat. It's not skin, right? <laughs> but the is... lengthening, you might have a point. Yeah, because you're not putting fat on the end of your. Dick. How do they I mean, lengthen it? Can they lengthen it? Well, as a matter of fact, if you check out this website, penis-surgery-clinic.com. They discuss all the different procedures you can get. Now, this is a legitimate website because Men's Journal. Reference this website. Well, I'm sure they did their homework and actually checked out these different sites. Yeah, because Men's Journal is very. It's a legitimate publication. If this was a hustler, I would be, you know, doubtful. I'd be skeptical. But I mean, it's Men's Journal. I I think I'm skeptical of all publications, legitimate or not. But we'll believe it for now. I think it's because you have a micro penis. So you should listen up here. So if you have a micro penis, you can get um one of these operations here. It's called penis stretching. It's when human tissue is subjected to stretching force, it reacts by increasing its size. The tissue not only stretches, but its cells actually multiply and new tissue is formed. So I I guess this came from uh, the uh, New Guinea tribesmen who lengthened their male children's penises by attaching weights. You know, it's kind of funny just in terms of cultural differences. Jews cut off a section of your dick, whereas like the New Guinea guys here are attaching weights to give you a bigger dick. But I've heard that cutting off the foreskin actually makes it perceived to be bigger in the eyes of a lady. Yeah, I don't even understand how that works. (laughs) Neither do I, but I've heard it. So you can buy a device called a penis stretcher. The stretcher will work in every patient regardless of age. The size increases are permanent. The average length gain in a recent series of 62 patients is between 0.143 and 0.248 inches. That's not very much. Yeah, but I mean... A the quarter length of gain, an inch? The length gain depends on how much tension you choose <laughs> and how many hours a day and days a week you're stretching your member. So you could just crank that shit up to, like, way beyond the recommended limit and maybe get a whole inch? Dude, we're so going to have to put a picture of this penis stretcher here. It's... Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, and you have to... You know, this has to be clinically prescribed, so you have to go see a doctor to have it. An MD. Yeah, you have to go to an MD. Or an OR. What's the other one? The orthopedic guy? Whatever. Never mind. I don't know if you can go to So you can also have your uh, scrotum enlarged or enhanced. Which um, I'm, you know, you you wonder why would uh, anyone really want want to have this done. I have to say, as I get older, 
my scrotum in, droops down about a half inch to an inch every year on its own. <laughs> Why are they learning way too much about you? This is like the tell-all podcast. And here. let me say, it's not something I'm pretty very happy about. So, <laughs> so who's are they talking about? Bigger balls or actually danglier scrotum? Because I I could maybe go for a surgery the other way. Maybe in about ten years, I could see myself uh, wanting well, that shit tightened up. I guess it's people who have a smaller than usual. Um, scrotum, or they have a scrotum where one ball is like much smaller than the other ball. Right. Have you ever seen who's that guy? He's a famous dude. I saw his pictures were all over the internet. Marginally famous. I know who you're talking about. Um, Cisco Adler. Cisco Adler. Is he kind of like in that whole L.A. glitterati Paris Hilton? Crowd? Right. Those people who are famous, they they live in L.A. They have. The reason they're famous is because their parents are famous and loaded, so they drive around in like Maserati. His dad's like a famous movie producer or something. Or I thought he was a record producer, but whatever. Regardless, and, um, and I think he like has a band or he's a DJ. Right, but the only reason anybody knows about his band is because he was a rich kid who had you know drives around in a Maserati every day. And he was dating some uh, Hollywood starlet chick. Right. I, don't, I don't even remember the name. And they do the normal thing where they're famous and stupid. And so, <laughs> so I they, think yeah, there's a picture that was taken of him at right. some party. Where where he was naked. Uh, dude, this guy's testicle hung down to about his knee. Did you see it? Yeah, but only one. And the other one hung down to like mid-thigh, which is pretty damn low to begin with, but it's really mean, like dude, half the length of the other But he had the scrotum of a 75-year-old man. Right, but, and his dick is the normal size. So like the scrotum is minimizing the perception of cock length. Yeah, it's like it's going to like a, it's it's like an optical illusion. Can we put that picture on our website? Is that is that kid friendly? Is our website kid friendly? This is educational though. It's We're a medical teaching, picture. Yeah, it's a medical, it's a medical picture. picture right. But no, so this guy would be, you know, a, a perfect candidate for this type of procedure. So it produces a full manly scrotal sac. Uh, the prosthesis that they insert inside your testicles feels like a normal tester, testicle. I guess that uh, must be patients, people who have uh, testicular cancer probably get, get this procedure. So this does sound like the ball. They're not stretching your sack out. They're giving you like a full nut. So well, what they do is they used to perform scrotal enhancement by injecting the patient's own fat into the scrotal wall. They no longer do this for three reasons. The fate of the tissue injecting the scrotum was variable. Adding tissue to the scrotal wall probably acts as an insulator and raises temperature inside the scrotum, decreasing sperm production. And cancer of the testicle is usually found by someone feeling a lump on the testicle. So I guess you it can can't interfere feel it with the that. Fat. Yeah, that's a major organ. I know, guys, I know it's on the outside of your body. You abuse it daily. But it's like a major organ. You, can, you don't want to fuck around with it too much. It's I don't like, think... I don't understand why anyone would want to. I guess if you had a micro penis, I can understand why you want to fuck around with your junk. Right, and your and your and your penis isn't as major of an organ. It's not part of the lymph node system. But yeah, um, but I mean, but lymphatic still, though, system. Dude. But your balls are part of like the you know organs that make your body go and produce chemicals that like keep you normal. And put it this way: if you don't have your balls, you're going to go set of bitch tits. Right. I mean, that's what's going to happen. You're going to have you major have hormonal to... changes. Yeah, you in might your not body. have to shave anymore, which would be good. But yeah, no. But I mean, it's definitely and and not to mention the one thing I don't understand about like I, I can understand if you have a tiny sack and you want to make it a little bit bigger. Maybe that's why you get this. Um, what they do is they insert a silicone covered saline filled testicular prosthesis into the scrotum. Yeah. And I, I guess I can kind of see that, but. Don't girls love huge balls? I don't know. I don't know if they do. I've always thought in my vast experience with women with the fairer sex that they all tend to love big balls. Yeah? Well, because they always comment when you're like, God, you're hanging low tonight. 
Like, you know, when it's cold outside, like, wow, where'd your balls go? And it's just like, okay, what, do you love huge balls? I guess you want me to drape them across your face? Right, but here's my question. Whatever happened to stuffing a tube sock down your pants and turning the lights off when you're in the bedroom? (laughs) The old-time way. I only do that when I go out to the clubs. (laughs) Uh, And there's also a girth enhancement, which we mentioned, and uh, various um, operations that you can have. Um, You know... I'm not recommending any of these, and I don't think Sick and Wrong fully endorses any of these procedures. But all I'm saying is it's interesting to me because I had never heard of plastic surgery for men. But uh, go check out penis-surgery-clinic.com. There's actually a toll-free number. number. You can get a free consultation. Right. Go give them a call, prank call, and uh, you know, record it to an MP3 and send it over here to Sick and Wrong. I highly recommend that. Yeah. Pretend you have a micro penis and find out what they can do to give you some lengthening. I'm sure a lot of the guys are actually seriously writing that number down right now. <laughs> but I don't know. I was frightened, and that's all I wanted to say about it. So, people, this is uh, episode 125 here of Sick and Wrong. Quick recap from last week. It was uh, episode 124. Listeners sent in a story about a Chinese hooker pepper steak. Uh, Wackerly did a story about a violent old folks home, and uh, I did a story about an evil baby's mama from uh, Virginia. Listener won 78 votes. I came wow. in second with Your 72. Your streak is broken. And uh, you came in a distant third with uh, 36. Yeah, the, why, uh, why does the distant comment have to be thrown out? <laughs> well, you got to say something. I mean, you're way in the back, dude. I mean, listener had over two times your votes. This week I'm going to pull out of my funk. But, uh, yeah, the uh, listener did end my streak, so you won a sick and wrong care package there, listener, with your Chinese hooker pepper steak story. Well, people, you know the way sick and wrong works. Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week, present them here on the show. Audience votes, winner gets a case of beer. Throw in a wild card to the listener submission, which you could send to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. I believe I started last week, so, uh, Wackerly, um, why don't you kick off here, episode 124. Do you want to kick this off with a shot? You know what? I I almost just forgot getting down to business here. So, uh, you know, I read in the paper that uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Bo Diddley died today. Bo Diddley, famous for playing a guitar that looks like a shoebox. <laughs> yeah, he, but didn't he make that own, that box guitar? I don't know. I'm sure at some point Les Paul made him a He custom. also wrote that song, Who Do You Love? Yeah. You know, you this love? goes out to Bo Diddley. A little shot of vodka here. Ah, rest in peace. Ah, straight right. vodka, that stuff. Whew, that's right. All right, here we go. Uh, I think this is going to pull me out of my funk. I think it's weird enough to uh, throw everybody for a little curve. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of a wackerly story. It kind of is. You know, it's, it's medical it's, it's, related. Yeah, it's not like, you know, completely disgusting, no graphic horror, but it's definitely kind of an oddity. It's definitely uh, Southern uh, culture on the skids. Uh, a woman who spent nearly 58 years of her, well, she spent 58 years of her life in an iron lung. After being diagnosed with polio as a child, so she was about three years old when she got polio back in the 40s, late 30s. Did people still get polio in the late 30s? When did the vaccine, when was the vaccine created? About three years after she got it. (laughs) (laughs) So she was just shit out of luck. Yeah. 
<laughs> so people will remember uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the great United States president who uh, got us through, well, got us most of the way through World War II. He was Didn't drop the big one on, ja- on Japan. We had to wait for Truman for that. But uh, yeah, he was in a wheelchair because he got polio. But, you know, he was old. He got it when he was young and, you know, made it all the way to president. Still could use his arms and everything. Did they ever determine, like, was uh, polio like a sexually transmitted disease? No, it's airborne. I oh, mean, it's an airborne. We virus. don't have bad diseases like this anymore, at least in the Western world, where just <laughs> where somebody sneezes and you're like, "You fucking asshole!" <laughs> and get then your you're fucking just sneezing child away from me. <laughs> and then you like, yeah, you get a crippling disease because some kid sneezed in your face. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, well, we have vaccines against most of that stuff. Now it's just like you don't want you know dirty gay men sticking well, some- their dick in you. <laughs> not that all men are gay men are dirty. Okay, I'm not saying that. You don't want infected gay men sticking their dick into you without a condom. Okay? <laughs> or infected. Have I qualified myself enough to not infected? infected people in general. Right. You know, you don't want to drink, uh, you know, their milk. Right. But, but you have to go pretty far before you get one of these, like, horrible diseases. Yeah, like uh, the, you know, polio With, or typhoid. Do they even have that anymore? No, they, they found uh, cures for that stuff. Uh, but she got it when she was three years old many, many years ago. And uh, she's now 61, so she's been confined to this 7-foot-long iron lung since uh, since she was 3 years old, about 58 years. Except something happened this past week when they had a power outage at the house. So should I describe the iron lung? Yeah, explain this to me. Like, what does an iron lung look like? I thought it was a device you carry around with you. Weird Al has a song about an iron lung, actually, off of uh, one of those early albums, Dare to be Stupid, or maybe the one before that. Perhaps we should end the show with that song. If we can find it, we should. But uh, Uh, the iron lung, it's also made famous by the movie um, uh, uh, The Big Lebowski. Oh yeah, the, the kid, uh, the little kid, the fat kid steals the big Lebowski's car, or the little Lebowski's car. He goes to the kid to get the car back, and his dad, who's apparently a famous TV writer, is in the iron lung in the corner. So the iron lung's this big metal tube, seven feet long. It's a cylinder, right? Right. You 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 lay down in it for all eternity. <laughs> it's for all intents and purposes your own casket, except you're still alive and your head is sticking out the end. There's a pressure-proof seal around your neck. So your head is out. You're breathing air in the open. And there's a collar around your neck that doesn't let any air in or out. And what the device is for is because polio paralyzes your lungs, your diaphragm that, like, pulls and pushes air in and out of your lungs. And so this thing, like, sucks air in and out outside your body, which expands and contracts your lungs inside your body. Ah, okay. So hence the name, the Iron Lung. The Iron Lung. So you're basically, for the rest of your life, you're going to be immobilized, laying on your back, in this giant machine. It's noisy because it's got a big mechanical pump. And, uh, you know, typically back in the 30s and 40s when they put you into this thing, they'd put a big mirror above your head so people could walk up to you and you could look them in the eye, albeit you'd be upside down and they'd be upside down. (laughs) It's got to be disturbing. Right. You never hear about this anymore because they've come up with, uh, you know, less less – intrusive i guess less uh like less constraining less constraining devices which are called this that would be uh, the iron lungs a negative pressure device because it's it's putting negative pressure outside your body that's forcing the air yeah they've come up with things with like here this tube goes down your throat and all you have to do is carry around this little thing with you on a on a wheeled cart so the way those the people with the oxygen tanks 
Uh, I don't. I think it's a little different than that. The oxygen tanks is something a little bit different. That's just when your lungs are all fucked and you can't get enough air in your bloodstream. Because that's most, for people with like emphysema. Yeah, with like only ten percent of your lung capacity is left, so they want it to be all pure oxygen that you're getting in there. So this is when you have your diaphragm's disabled. Your, your diaphragm's right. not working properly. Yeah. That's when you need the iron lung. Right. So not, this... not many people are smoking while they're in the iron lung. <laughs> Dude, I, I would <laughs> be doing every do... drug possible. Oh yeah, lots of morphine. But what there. I don't understand about this woman could she leave this this enclosure could no she leave you can never the- leave it and and that's kind of where the story is going what happened is she lived with family members not children ha- have you because uh you know she she's had she's been in this thing since she's been three years old so this is like nephews nieces great nephews great nieces that sort of thing maybe some cousins they they all had her at the house and there was a power outage which was probably the result of some type of a cyclone or something down there in uh, memphis tennessee and they uh they had an emergency generator but they couldn't get it on turned on fast enough to get her iron lung working again so after 58 years of being in this thing without event you know, a, a tree branch knocks over the power and she ended up dying. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of like a blessing in disguise. It came way too late. But what I don't understand is she lived in her li- her parents' living room for years and they right. took care of her. And I assume her parents are dead now. So s- some other children or cousins inherited, you know, aunt, the burden, <laughs> Aunt Diane. Like in passing the down lung. the burden. Yeah. Hopefully there's some, you know, general assistance what? involved. I mean, Obviously, she's coherent. I mean, she can speak to people, right? I mean, oh, yeah. she, did she, she actually, go to school? Did actually, she... she got a high school diploma. She took some college courses. doesn't say she uh, graduated from college. but And she wrote a children's book called Less Light about Blinky, a tiny star who dreams of becoming a wishing star. <laughs> Not really as related to the being in an iron lung experience as you would think. <laughs> You'd think it'd be a very thin metaphor for what, how much it sucks to be in an iron lung and how kids shouldn't tease people at iron lungs. But it doesn't seem maybe she has thought about other stuff, too. She got over being in the iron lung at some point. So did she point. spend all the holidays with her family? They just kind of like are all celebrating her birthdays by the iron lung? Yeah, she's not. They fed her she's through not, the... She's not mobile. She can't go anywhere. Yeah, but what about her hands? Could she move her hands maybe around? I, maybe I didn't explain this enough, but uh, the iron lung is seven a 750-pound apparatus. Okay. And I think that's without her in it. And she's not a thin woman, remember, because she's not getting a lot of exercise. Yeah, I wonder if maybe, you just sit there and you neck, eat and you incubate. <laughs> blinking. I'm sure you're eating. Oh, you're eating. So You're shitting. And that's my question. Is this thing, you know, is this pressure device... How does somebody get in there to change the, uh, you know, the dirty business? God, it's got to smell horrible. What I think is like you sixty can, years of fart. I actually believe she has some diaphragm capacity, and they can turn it off for short periods of time, and she can, you know, breathe shallowly for short periods of time. Because what they say is she'd gotten weaker over the past several months, and she just couldn't make it through the power outage. You know, the time that it took them to get the generator running. Okay. Now, my my question is. You know, they say we did everything we could, but we could not ke- get the generator running to keep her breathing. Really? <laughs> <laughs> do you, th- do you, do you think- really think they were, were just scurrying about, like, trying to get the gas into the generator, j- ripping on the ripcord to try and get the motor started? Just- do you think Junior poured his 40 all over the generator because he was annoyed with uh, Aunt Diane? Yeah, and every time he brings a girlfriend home, they run out of the house screaming <laughs> because there's this, like, disgusting polio cyborg in the corner who smells like, you know... What are you kids 
it's doing. <laughs> Bring her back by 1030. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I would be permanently traumatized by that. <laughs> so she ended up dying. Yeah, she died because she basically suffocated because her lungs wouldn't. She couldn't keep up with just the, you know, the self self driven breathing and until they got the generator back out. and what and so i imagine the family breathed a, a, a communal sigh of relief like you said i think it was probably a blessing in disguise or maybe not so much disguise maybe it was just like well it was it's her time to go. 40 yeah it was euthanasia in disguise so I could think. you jerk off in that thing if i could <laughs> and i was in one the inside of mine would just be covered with semen <laughs> Because they show actually, like I said, they back you know when these things were originated, like a milkshake blender. (laughs) Yeah, back when these things were originated, they put a mirror above your face. It was sort of angled so you could see out into the room because you're on your back, remember? But the pictures of this woman before she died, because I guess she was interviewed by like uh, one of the major news outlets, like only a couple years ago, as being one of the last people that actually in iron lung cell. She had like a big flat screen TV. Uh, that was mounted that, on the ceiling? It'd just be porn all the time. Oh, uh, dude. I would watch porn all the time, and they would hear me whacking. Whacking and breathing my weird iron lung breathing. <laughs> what, what, are you disgusted with me because I'm beating up? <laughs> I'm in an iron lung over here. You're cleaning my shit. You can't see diapers. anything. So, you know what's funny? It's like the woman dies. What the fuck do they do with this 700-pound apparatus now? Uh, I would send it to the Smithsonian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, on the sick and wrong star scale... I'm actually kind of happy that the woman was released here. I'm, I'm kind of happy that she died. Release? She's dancing about in heaven or whatever. Well, at least she's we not after. confined to the iron lung. No, she's confined to her coffin being eaten by worms. But how twisted it is that this woman spent like almost 60 years of her life yeah. trapped inside this iron lung. The shitting best. inside this iron lung. She was three years old when she went in, so she really never knew anything different other than seeing other people walking around like hey what's that like <laughs> i'm giving it four stars i'm giving it four and a half for just being weird she's got to be the last one although they yeah. don't say that there's so there's somebody else out there in one it's, of these it's, deals it's bizarre My story here for episode 125 is also about an old lady, but uh, she didn't die. And uh, she was also mobile. Mobile. So, <laughs> um, a, six, a suspect charged after abducted woman was rescued from the well. A 63-year-old gun barrel city woman spent 16 hours in a well. She was kidnapped from her home, assaulted, and pushed into the well at uh, 3 a.m. in the morning. This happened uh, last Friday. A uh, gun barrel cities in Texas, and uh, <laughs> go because, figure with a name like that. Th- that's why you don't live in Texas because they have towns called Gun Barrel City. Makes me want to live there, actually. Yeah, go you want to live there. <laughs> um, the sixty-three-year-old spent sixteen hours in the well, which is kind of a long time for an old lady. Yeah, her body was in pain from the beating and the twenty-foot-plus fall into the well. She continued to pray that God would send rescuers to find her. How old is she, 60-something? 63. Your God won't help you. (laughs) Your (laughs) God doesn't exist. There's no deus ex machina in real life (laughs) that's going to lift you out of that well. Um, I love how the – what's kind of funny about this story is it could really be summarized in like three sentences. Uh You know, a woman was beaten, woman was abducted, thrown in a well, a woman was rescued from well. But instead, 
because it happened in Gun Barrel City, and I don't think anything ever happens in Gun Barrel City. It's like a three-page long story. So, so this I'm, is the, from the Gun Barrel Gazette? <laughs> yeah, I think it's from like the Tyler, Texas Gazette or something like that. <laughs> Uh, but what's funny about it is it's like it's obviously like, you know, a, a journalist who just graduated college and just really uses colorful language to describe just nothing, really. Yeah. She, she, she goes on to say the woman rests with her family, protecting her and watching every car that goes by her home. The woman's swollen purple face shows the brutality of the attack and her soft voice filled with emotion defines the fear that she still feels. <laughs> I, I guess the ordeal began after the woman arrived home from work. This is uh, this past Friday. She oh, says, I like that she still works when she's 63 years old. Well, you know what's kind of funny? No is, savings whatsoever. I, well, that was my next question. Is I wonder what she does. Walmart greeter. Well, I'm going to try to do my best old lady voice here. I got home a few minutes after midnight and was making some coffee when I heard a knock at the door. A few minutes after midnight? Yeah. What the hell does this woman do? Second is she a stripper? Shift. Second shift. <laughs> is she a stripper? Walmart's open till midnight. I don't know, dude. 24 hours in some cases. I think she's uh, walking the streets. Yeah. I guess maybe she was working second strip. Gaping granny. Second shift here. (laughs) (laughs) The woman said she went to the door and saw a well-cut young man standing outside asking to use the phone. He probably had fake pectoral uh, implants there. Right. And well-cut, he's probably a Jew, right? Oh, it could be. Uh, he said his truck had broken down and asked if he could use the phone. I can't do the old lady voice anymore, okay? okay. <laughs> I handed him the phone, and he made the call but got an answering machine. She thought the man left, but he knocked on the door again. When he came to the door a second time, he was holding a rifle. She tried to shut the door, but he grabbed it, ripped it from my hands. I ran toward the front door, but he caught me and kept hitting me with the butt of the gun, <laughs> knocking me to the floor. As she tried to escape, the man kept asking her if she had a debit card while beating her with the butt of the gun. A debit card? Yeah. <laughs> How about some cash? Why would you ask for cash? <laughs> but yeah, he's beating down Granny. This Texas Granny is fucking tough, dude. Oh, well, she's obviously taking I'd be a out beating. With, I'd be out with one gun butt to the head. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. So uh, he ended up dragging her outside into his car. Uh, despite her injuries... He forced her into the car. He pushed her in the car and told her if he tried, if she tried to jump out, he would kill her. She didn't know what to do. The woman said, uh, Cannon here, the man, kept saying the ordeal was some type of gang-related initiation and that he was being watched, but she never saw anyone. What type of gang has a beat-the-shit-out-of-grandma initiation? The pansy gang. <laughs> you know, is it, do the Crips have that, the Bloods? No, I don't think they jump you in with an old lady. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. And I, if you ever want to get out, an old lady beats you with her Werther's bag. Well, Joshua James Cannon here is only 20 years old, so I guess it, I mean, being his age, I mean, it might have made sense. It could have a legitimate thing that uh, he's in a gang. But I don't know. The beat the shit out of grandma initiation. I can understand, like, drive around and shoot another member of the other gang. Yeah. But grandma? Or everybody in the gang beats the shit out of you. Yeah, and and then you're in there, or uh, you know, drinking like what, fifteen forties and Mickey's. Yeah, that's another good initiation. So less than two miles from the grandmother's house here was a path into a wooded area where the concrete where a concrete well stood. Uh, the well had a narrow top protruding from the earth about three feet, and a base ballooning out into a cistern, which is twenty feet below. Uh, to the woman's horror, the cannon here pulled her out of the car, kept beating her and pulled her down the little path towards the well. 
So I guess, I mean, this guy obviously is premeditated. He was like, what am I going to do with Granny? He knew where the well was, right? I'm going to take her and I'm going to throw Granny into the well. Uh, We stopped at the well and he told me I had three choices. He could strangle me, shoot me, or push me into the well and leave me. I don't understand why the guy just went toss her out of the car. (laughs) You know, I mean, okay, so, you know, this robbery is obviously... You know, gone awry. Right. It didn't work out for him. He didn't get any money because Granny only has ribbon candy. Right. Or she's like, well, I was going to send this $10 to my nephew, but you can have it, I guess. Because you do a way better old lady (laughs) voice than I do. (laughs) But yeah, exactly. It's just like, you know, what do you get from your grandma on Christmas? Five dollars in an envelope. Right. Well, my grandma's dead, but I've told yeah, you my, about the great aunt that sends dead me for like twenty years. A Christmas but... ornament every year. <laughs> oh yeah, you can have the... this Christmas <laughs> ornament. What, what was this guy thinking he was going to get? So at this point, you know, the the robbery went awry. Why are you going to toss her down the well? I just don't understand the rationale. I would just toss her out of the car. Yeah, but she's already taking several gun butt beatings to the face. I think this guy is up against something he doesn't understand at this point. He's like, if I toss her the out the Terminator car, granny? she might run to the cops and tell them <laughs> to describe me. What do you think is going to happen? She's going to start running after the car and like her titanium fists are going to come out or something? <laughs> yeah, grab onto the back of the truck. Start climbing up the roof of the car? You know, yeah. I don't know. This uh, no plan has s- gone wrong. <laughs> no sooner had he given her the choices uh, than he threw her down the well. Her body hitting the concrete sides and splashing into the water. Was this Howie Mandel? Is this deal or no deal? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, uh, she didn't have much of a choice here. The woman fought shock, hallucinations, and cold for hours on end. Her family began looking for her after hearing a voicemail uh, from the police department on her cell phone. Okay. And so apparently what happened is uh, Sheriff's Lieutenant Pat McWilliams pulled the vehicle, the woman's vehicle, over with uh, Joshua Cannon driving around a 15-year-old female juvenile. (laughs) So apparently this guy beats the shit out of Granny, tosses her down the well, go picks up his minor girlfriend. I was going to say, you get horny after pulling off a scam like that. (laughs) Takes her for a joyride in Granny's car. So he got pulled over, but uh, the police impounded the car but left let the two youths go pending an investigation. You know it was like the cleanest Cutlass Sierra in Gun Barrel City. <laughs> but it probably smelled like old lady. Right. Uh, family members and friends began searching the area. Apparently the woman's grandson was sent to check the well to rule it out as a possibility. I don't know why they thought Granny would be in the well. But well, it's just... a small enough town, like you said. That, like, it was only well, where, two miles where, from her house. Where could Granny be? Well, there's that well over there. That's the only place I can imagine. So Granny, uh, the grandson saw Granny down the well. She started screaming for help, and then the family came and rescued her. The fire department came in. Yeah, I've got a question about that. How? Because you can't just throw a rope down because Granny has no upper body strength. She's not going to climb out. They had to, like, lower down a chair or an actual fireman to grab her. Yeah, what happens, they originally tried a ladder, but it didn't work, so they lowered a firefighter down to help the beaten woman out of the well. Yeah, they can't just lower a bucket and just yeah. pull her up. Or just throw some cats down there and a lawn chair and some shag carpeting and just be like, you just live down there. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> a TV with Matlock on. I kind of like it down here. It's not too bad. <laughs> Joshua James Cannon has also been charged with uh, has been charged with aggravated robbery, aggravated kidnapping, and aggravated sexual assault in the case. Did he sexually assault her? That's what Did I we don't hear understand. That no, they, just, they, they just threw that in. I think they threw it sure. in just because uh, he was beating the shit out of Granny, and he probably got a boner while doing it. He probably grabbed some titty while he was there. So on the uh, Sick and Wrong Brown Star scale, dude. 
the guy didn't have to beat the crap out of her. It's a it's a sixty three year old. She's a sixty three year old woman. Yeah. You could walk into the house. You you don't even need a rifle. You could be like, woman, I'm going to beat the crap out of you unless you give me some of that ribbon candy. You could probably just grab it and say, what are you going to do, Granny? Yeah. <laughs> just take everything in there and walk out the door. That's what I understand. But apparently, I think this guy had malicious intent. Yeah. I think he was like, you know, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to get to this gang and I'm going to beat the crap out of Granny. Yeah. So I'm giving this 4.25 stars. I'll give it a I'll give it four point two five as well because I just like it when people get thrown down wells. <laughs> I like it when babies fall down wells. I would have never thought about the well. I would have probably put her in a dumpster. Well, because they have dumpster. There's no wells in the tenderloin. That's your problem, dude. I'm sure they got a dumpster behind the Hardys, the Bob Evans in Texas. Yeah, don't they have Bob Evans? Yeah, in but Texas? that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you wouldn't throw it on the well because there's no wells here. He has wells and dumpsters. Wells way better. It's deep. It's out in the middle of nowhere. And no one's going to find her. If you put them in the dumpster, saying, the I Mexican's never... going to take the trash out of the fast food restaurant at the end of the night and see the lady there. Yeah, I guess Wells is way better. You just, you just don't have wells available to you. But uh, Yeah, I guess that's probably why it wouldn't have immediately come into my mind. Right. I just would have thought about it. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that one. So the listener submission here this uh, for episode 125 was sent in by Caroline. She says... I've got a good old Canadian story for you fellas, blowing out of proportion completely. <laughs> As usual. A Vancouver newborn put up for sale on Craigslist. Woman finds online ad offering seven-day-old baby for $10,000. Parents say posting was just a joke. <laughs> you know, when I first read about this, I kind of thought the story might have been about Kendra. <laughs> doesn't Kendra live in Vancouver? I believe she does. That's true. Kendra, the queen of the forum. And, uh, you know, she recently had a pregnancy scare because she was writing about it on the forum. (laughs) And so I was thinking, you know what? I wonder if Kendra had the kid and put this kid up for sale. Right. Or maybe she was just predicting it. You know, maybe it was a just-in-time manufacturing type deal. Like, this kid will be available in about 10 months. (laughs) Well, you know, what I wonder about, it's interesting to me. And I'm going to read the details of the story momentarily, but... I don't think people in Vancouver. I think people in Vancouver are new to Craigslist because I don't think they understand about internet hoaxers. You know, well, the cops aren't. I mean, I think you've been. People have you been general, to Vancouver? I've never been to Vancouver. I think, it's Canada. I've, yeah, but I've heard that Vancouver's like Seattle, you know, where Bill Gates lives and Microsoft. And I thought they were sort of savvy and modern and all this. Do their cops ride around on horses? Right, but that's what I'm saying. Possibly the cops are backwards. Well, let me get into the details here. So this happened in Vancouver. The parents of a seven-day-year-old Vancouver girl were arrested after trying to s- allegedly trying to sell her on Craigslist. The bizarre incident began last Friday afternoon when uh, Maple Ridge, British Columbia grandmother, Marilyn Bateman, talk about anyone who deserves to be thrown down a well, uh, she clicked onto Craigslist, a popular classified website, in search of home furnishings. Right. What she found instead was an ad offering an infant for ten grand. <laughs> what cr- cracks me up about this is they posted the baby in home furnishings. <laughs> I mean, dude, aren't there other spots to put it in? It's an accessory. Yeah, I guess. I mean, a baby is kind of a furnishing. I mean, it's not like they had the baby stuffed. <laughs> I then, was... That would definitely be a tchotchke. <laughs> Uh, Marilyn Bateman here says, I was shaking. I opened it up and I was literally shaking and I thought, oh my gosh, this can't be. I mean, even as a practical joke or a hoax, you can't do that. The ad titled, Must Have, 
five exclamation points. $10,000. Describe the child for sale as a quote-unquote new baby girl, seven days old, healthy and very cute. The ad's creator explained that he or she couldn't afford the child and that it was unexpected. The posting concluded with, looking for a good home, please call ASAP. (laughs) So, you know what it sounds like to me reading that, and I guess I am a bit cynical, but reading that, I would think, okay, they were high on drugs. They were high on drugs. Right. And, you know, baby's daddy here thought it would be funny to put up baby's girl on Craigslist. Right. And uh, apparently Mrs. Bateman didn't think that. After reading the, the ad, Mrs. Bateman phoned her son for advice. Her son suggested that it was probably a hoax. She chose to call the police instead just because she said, even if it is a hoax, it's not funny. <laughs> Dude, what a humorless twat. Seriously. Yeah, the, the funniest thing is 99% of people on Craigslist, whether they think it's funny or not, recognize that this just it's, it's just a joke a hoax. maybe in poor taste maybe even maybe there's even a better more poor taste joke that was put up posted 10 minutes before but this is obviously a hoax well this woman probably belongs to aol right and she's signing into her account which leads me to my next mm-hmm. thought old people need their own partitioned internet will just be aol Pictures of babies, not for sale, just regular yeah, babies. regular babies. <laughs> Maybe those e-cards that old people like to send. This is a good point. Uh, the QVC website. That's and, it. And maybe like a USA to not USA to US News and World Report, and that's yeah, where they can get their maybe news. Maybe that might be a little too edgy. I think you. I think you were right before USA, USA Today. <laughs> so they can read about news, and, and that's, that's about it. it. That's and it. it's fine. There has, you know? And like they have to have wrinkle identification to get out. Like because not... the rest of the internet's confusing and yeah. weird. Right. They they don't under, they're old. Their feeble minds can't grasp <laughs> the working of the inner tubes. Where do I put the stamp on this email? I don't know. But the woman claims that she didn't even think the hoax was funny. You wanna know why? Because she's the president of the Not Funny Diarrhea Club. That's true. She is. After Vancouver police tracked the number provi- provided to a downtown apartment, ten officers including members of the vice squad who have experience with human traffic trafficking <laughs> descended on the suite. Yeah. This is like a dragnet operation here. Yeah. Meanwhile, while this b- sting was going down, you know, three hookers were murdered in other parts <laughs> of the city. <laughs> and he probably just like walked in on a bunch of stoners. Uh, apparently the officers asked if there was a baby in the apartment and oh my God, there was said constable fanning. I love how in Canada they still call their police chiefs constables. Right. Uh, they went back to one of the bedrooms, and there was the mother breastfeeding her seven-day-old baby girl, like any mother would. Right. Questioned by police, the mother and father said the posting was just a joke, a stupid joke. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Of course, the first thing out of the mouth is that they said it was a hoax. Said Constable Fanning. That's what they always say when they're trying to sell their babies on Craigslist. But of course, why was it posted in the first place with a phone number? There's so many questions here. It's disturbing on many levels. <laughs> so the 26-year-old father and the 23-year-old mother were both arrested. The father was taken to jail on a public mischief charge, but was later let go. There have not been any charges laid, but of course, we're still contemplating laying some charges. But has the child been taken away? Yeah, the baby was taken from the home by a social worker. Constable Fanning was unable to provide any details on her case except to say that she is in good health. So, you know, I think they were really taught a lesson about abusing Craigslist here. Well, they lost their baby. <laughs> the next time they'll know not to pull these. And you know what? If they would have put, like, $10 billion as the price, then it would have obviously been a joke. 
You know, ten thousand dollars actually sounds reasonable. I know it sounds reasonable. You know, how much for a white Canadian how much do, baby? Yeah, I was about to say, how much do you think a white Canadian baby will fetch in the black market? Right. But you know what? The black market is not Craigslist. Craigslist is not the black market. It's not market. the black market. As we've seen, you're, you can be tracked by your IP address and the phone number that you put down that goes right to your house. But you know what? This almost should be a lesson to all you internet hoaxers out there. Because um, I've pulled a couple internet hoaxes in my time on well, Craigslist. That is a good point. You know, I and are you are you are you chuffed by this? Are you uh, chasing? You know, I'm not deterred. I and I will pull another Craigslist hoax in my time. For example, you've posted on uh, well, fake casual encounters. <laughs> that, fake that's ca- my forte. Is it casual encounters or is it uh, uh, women for men? Where do you? No, I posted these? casual encounters. So you've posted in casual encounters that uh, well, ads for for two two women seeking to have hot sex with some guy. Well, the my, my, the whole point of it was is. I came up with this. This is a few years, like five or six years ago. But the whole idea was to make a website, basically just fucking with guys, the perverts on Craigslist. So you make a fake posting, you get pictures of their dicks, and then you correspond with them in time and post all the uh, the correspondence and their pictures up on some website. Right. Uh, the reason it fell through was because I couldn't, I didn't know how to make a website, and I don't <laughs> even think you're willing to help me at that point no. with one of my horrible internet viral ideas. But anyway, what what the the uh, premise of the posting that I made was uh, a mother and daughter were looking for a man, an open-minded man, to have sex with them, to have like a menage a trois. Right. So I should clarify: you're not just trying to make a website with dudes' dicks on it. No, no. It was it was it's actually the story like a that's whole attached. So the yeah. Point. So I mean, the point was is like I made up this this fake casual encounter posting that says like this mother and daughter. We're looking to have sex with some man who's open-minded and teach them how to have a menage a trois, blah, blah, blah. I made up a, I signed up for like a Hotmail account. Dude, right. it was filled up within a half an hour. Yeah. And I'm all these dudes just long. send their dick pictures and it's just like, or pictures of the, you know, like one guy like was posing in a tree with his fucking schlong hanging out. It's ridiculous. Which I always wonder who took that picture. <laughs> I, I don't know. His brother. <laughs> Self-timer is a timer yeah, on the camera. Yeah, that's probably. But so anyway, I, uh, so I picked out like five of the best guys and responded to those five. And then, you know, it was like, yeah, I'm interested in you. I just, there's one caveat here. My daughter has Down syndrome. <laughs> and so, you know, like almost, I'd say 90% of the dudes were like, yeah, that's not cool. I, I'm out. But then there were like that 10% that were like, how bad? You're, Down syndrome. <laughs> you're sifting out the chaff. <laughs> you know, it's just like the 10% were like, is she severely retarded or does she know what she's doing? And so then I, they're like, oh, can I see a pic? And so then I sent a pic of like, yeah, some... what are her verbal skills like? Are they like 20% or like 70%? Can she tie her shoes? Cause if she can tie her shoes, she could take my cock in her mouth. But so anyway, I sent a picture back of like the woman and I found the internet. as like 40 year old lady with her tits out. And then like this full on down syndrome kid in a pool with right. like a bathing cap. And still, dude, I mean, there was like that 10% of guys that were into it. But you know what, though? I never fell through. I never followed through with it. But I wonder if you could get sued for pulling some kind of like... But if you made a website with actual real pictures on there, if you get sued for slander or something. You could get sued for, by the dudes for slander, but you could also, and this is where it gets frightening, you could be sued by, um, you know, whoever's retard that was that you used the picture of using her picture for sexual purposes. Dude, whatever happened to anonymity on the internet? It doesn't exist. Don't do anything on the internet that, you know, in a dark room, that you could wouldn't come do back if and a cop could find face. out that you were in there. Yeah, I don't know. Well, there's a lesson to all you internet hoaxers out there. Yeah. So Watch on the sick doing. and wrong star scale, 
you shouldn't put up an ad for a baby. But, yeah, I mean, we both know this is a hoax. I'm giving this three stars. Yeah, because you know what it is? It, it's, it's, it's like reverse sick and wrong. It's like something that's not sick and wrong and then somebody thought was way sicker than it really was. Well, no, it would be sick and wrong, Caroline. <laughs> if this happened in the black market and like someone actually really did negotiate broker a deal for ten thousand dollars for this kid, yeah, but and then sold it to like some pedophile crew or something, this is not sick and wrong. This is a couple stoners pretending, you know, making a, a hoax posting. But don't get me wrong, I still like the story. No, I just I th- think it's uh it's What I think is sick and wrong is that Canadian police have nothing better to do. But and I'm giving it three lost stars. Perspective in the internet three stars. age. I'll give it three also. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. Go vote sickandwrongpodcast.com. Feel free to call the Sick and Wrong Junk Dial line. You think that dial a slut chick is busy? No. 206-666-3846. Can I help you, sir? Wackily, we're nearing the end of the show, and as usual, we tend to get to uh, listener email and uh, phone calls to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. People can drunk dial the Sick and Wrong Hotline at 206-666-3846. You know, I know we got a few calls. You know, unfortunately, uh, I haven't heard from Trucker Paul in a while. I I didn't die in a fiery truck death. uh, Hopefully not. I think he's waiting for that t-shirt before he calls in again. So, uh, yeah. You know what? It's taken me a little while to get a double... Triple XL T-shirt or whatever it is, so I'm going to get one, and you're going to get your T-shirt, Trucker Paul, and then you'll call us back. But I know we got a few others, so uh, let's let's play one of these. Hey guys, I just started listening to your show. This is uh, Meat Wad from Sacktown. Anyways, uh, I was calling into uh, reference to uh, episode 121 where you were talking about superheroes. There is a Jewish superhero. I myself am a proud Jew. Thank you very much. And he's an acidic Jew, not Hasidic, acidic. Look it up. It's kind of funny. Anyways, guys, stay sick, stay wrong. Love the show. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> acidic Jew. Not Hasidic, acidic. Acidic Jew. Well, you know what? I actually checked it out myself because I was like, Acidic Jew. I've never heard of that. Have you ever heard of that? Cause I know I know you're you're quite well versed in the comic book lore. Right, but I'm also a goy, so I, maybe I would be. <laughs> well, so you know what? I uh, verified this guy's uh, claim here. There really is a comic book character called the Acidic Jew, and uh, I looked it up. And uh, here's the description of him: Mo- Moisha Chomsky, nice Jewish name, is a very decent, pious man, a former resident of a Hasidic community who uh, one day inexplicably found himself cursed with the ability to dissolve anything he touches. Like foreskins? (laughs) Yeah, actually, he probably would be the best uh, moil ever. Uh, He sees his affliction as a gift from God and uh, goes out into the world to try and do some good. So I guess there really is a character called the Acidic Jew. Okay. But you know, you know what's interesting about that guy's uh, call? He says he's a proud Jew himself, but he calls himself Meatwad. Right. How, how many? I wonder, I wonder if he should call himself Kosher Meatwad, just so no one gets confused. It'd be a better superhero name. But yeah, you know. The meat, Kosher Meatwad? The Kosher Meatwad. <laughs> no bacon involved. <laughs> that sounds like a good superhero. Well, thank you, uh, Meatwad, for uh, clarifying that. Uh, we got another one here. I, you know, I think we got one. 
part two of this private eye. Remember the guy who called about about being a private eye, and he was saying how um, I think you said something about like if you're a, if you have piss bottles and you're a private eye. You know, or or if you're a trucker, we we're talking about truckers. That's what it was. Yeah, and why you would you would piss in a bottle and not go to the Taco Bell bathroom if you're a private eye. Yeah, and then the private eye guy called us. This is a couple shows back, and uh, so we just called again. And I think he's explaining what private eyes do. Hey guys, it's Ash again, and uh, so you guys had a, you guys wanted to know a little bit about some of the things that we do as private investigators. And I was going to clear a couple of things up. Um, does it blow my cover to have a stack of pee bottles outside of my car? No, because there are no pee bottles outside of my car. Like Trucker Paul, I keep the bottles in my car until I get to someplace where I can, usually a gas station, someplace where I can throw them out, and I dispose of them then. But uh, let's see, the other thing... You guys were asking why why I can't leave the car. Uh, Lance was right. It's in case the perp, as you guys called it, or the claimant, as we call it, comes outside and goes somewhere. I've got to be able to watch them the whole time. So if I were to run over to the Taco Bell and uh, use the facilities, I'd probably lose them when I came back and blow an entire day's worth of investigation. And so... The other thing you guys were wondering is what we do, what we investigate, and typically, at least with my company, we do insurance fraud. So yeah, the guy who comes out and mows his lawn when he says he can't work, or the person who works when they say they can't work, and basically they collect double pay. Um, so yeah, we do that kind of stuff. And interesting cases, D, uh, not really any of them. Uh, I guess it's interesting when I get to get out of my car and put camouflage hunting gear on and crawl through the woods so I can investigate people who live out in the country and get eaten up by ticks and spiders and bugs and all that kind of stuff. That's about as interesting as it gets. Other than that, the fun things you get to do are speed like a motherfucker when you're chasing somebody down the road if they're way ahead of you, uh, run red lights, all that kind of fun stuff, almost get hit at every intersection you do that at. It's... Yeah, it's okay, but as to it being interesting, not really. I mean, you sit there for 12 hours and maybe get five minutes of film a day if you're lucky. So it can be quite boring. Um, so, yeah, anyway, uh, not much to say. If you guys have further questions, just let me know. Later. So uh, that's kind of fascinating there, Waggerly. You know, it always kind of like, I find it kind of disheartening when I find out what a what a real private investigator does. Cause I have this conception in my mind that he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt and he lives with this really old rich guy and he has this black friend. They fly around the helicopter, but it's not like that at all in reality. Right. It always goes back to Magnum PI for you. PI. That's right. why. But I what mean, about like Mike hammer? Oh yeah. He was interesting. What about some of the 1950s PIs or, uh, what are these other guys? But like these are Raymond all Chandler, but and, these are uh, fictionalized Hammett. But these are fictionalized PIs, and your whole like conception of PI work is dashed when you hear some dude like this, you know, a realist who really is a PI, right. who says, yeah, all we Can't really do is we investigate insurance fraud, and you sit in my car, and I piss in a big pee bottle. Right. You know, it, it's kind of disheartening. I, I do sense a difference between him and Trucker Paul, though, because he keeps the pee bottle or bottles 
in his car till he gets to a gas station and then throws him in the dumpster. Whereas I think Trucker Paul just whips him out the window when it's dark, <laughs> a dark bit of highway, and there's no cops behind him. It sounds like to me that Trucker Paul just keeps the same piss bottle. He probably has a name for it. Like old Bertha or something, yeah. you know? I, I'm not sure. I also but, think that Ash was uh, omitting – I mean, he was, he was trying to say, you know, the interesting things that happen when you're a PI, and I think he was omitting one facet of it. And what about when the, the, the claimant, as he calls him, recognizes him as a PI trying to bust his, you know, disability cover – and comes over and tries to drag him out of his car and beat the shit out of him. Yeah, I wonder how many times that's ever that, happened. That sounds pretty interesting. Well, don't you think that would happen if you're like investigating, you know, ex-husbands or something like that who are trying to skip out of alimony? I think it would happen. I think it would happen then and with disability or cheating claim. spouses. Like, hey, I'm getting twelve hundred bucks a month on disability and I'm faking it, and you're about to blow my fucking you know gold mine. Blow here. my cover here. I'm gonna come over there because I know you got me dead to rights in pictures and on film, and I'm gonna come over there and beat the crap out of you. What me. if he catches you in mid piss? In the you're bottle? defenseless. Oh, you're defenseless. There. That's when you throw the bottle on him, and it's right in his eyes. <laughs> but what I ask, what I question here is how are private eyes, private investigators allowed to speed? Do they have impunity to traffic laws? Oh, I don't think you're allowed. I think you just do. You just do when you're in a high-speed chase with, ins- with an insurance fraud suspect? Yeah, the guy's speeding over to the sizzler or whatever. you got to <laughs> catch him. Well, thanks, Ash, for uh, enlightening us about PI work. Well, uh, Wackerly, uh, if anyone else wants to call the uh, Sick and Wrong hotline, you can call 206-666-3846. Hopefully, uh, Vietnam guy catches up with us next week, and we'll get to hear from Trucker Paul. So thank you for calling in there. Uh, we have a couple emails, but I don't know how many how much time we have to get to all of them here. Not ben much. Ben from Jacksonville, Florida, wrote in: Does Trucker Paul have a set of balls hanging off his truck? I've been complaining about these for years. Rednecks have them, and I'm tired of seeing them. Put big balls on your truck. Take away attention from or draw attention to your tiny balls. I, for one, will not miss them. Florida is a sunshine state, not Hawaii. But I guess you have to make some sacrifices to live here. You know, this is news to me. I'd never actually heard about this trend with uh, among motor vehicles here. Yeah, these are plastic balls that hang off the the, tra- the trailer hitch of your truck. Your and F one fifty. The know, purpose. Truck. The purpose of this. Um, you know, to show that you're a badass. This so, is the type of people. I don't know if you, we've ever we never have talked about this, but the bro bras, the flat brimmers. Have you ever heard of the flat brimmers? But are these like the Hessians with the mullets? These are still post- wearing Oakley razors. No, these are post Hessians. These people are more likely to have shaved heads, they shitty wear, tattoos, shitty tattoos. They wear the the baseball hat with the brim completely flat, not bent at all. I think this is kind of the American version of a chav. Okay, and so so what they do is they affix a set of plastic balls onto their truck. Onto the trailer hitch of their truck. Is it done, like, ironically? Is this a joke? It's a joke, but it's a joke in the vein of having a, a sticker on the back window of your truck of Calvin... Of Calvin oh, okay. Hobbs fame uh, peeing on a Chevy or a Ford symbol, depending on what kind of type, type of truck you have. So, Trucker Paul probably doesn't even have a set of balls on his truck because he has a real truck. No, Trucker Paul isn't a trucker like he drives a, tr- a, a pickup truck around. That's, that's what we're talking about, pickup trucks. He has a real 18-wheeler, you know, diesel fucking tractor-trailer truck. 
And the you fact, can't get more badass than that. Yeah, you, you can't can have balls. bigger balls than that. No, driving you, one of those, you could put balls on that, but it's redundant. So you don't need prosthetic balls, right? When you're driving a real truck, yeah. Trucker Paul's a real trucker, not a guy who drives a pickup truck. But I can understand why this guy is so pissed off about this. I would be completely annoyed. Yeah, it's. Annoying. I mean, it'd be funny at first, but the novelty would wear off probably in like a month. <laughs> I don't know between the old people. And the fucking inbreds in Florida. I, I don't know if I could live there. There's no middle ground. <laughs> there is no middle ground. But uh, thanks, Ben, for uh, writing in there. People, if you haven't already signed up for the Sick and Wrong Forum, uh, you're missing out. There's a lot of action going on there right now. I don't know if you saw the recent pictures of uh, your face there, Wackerly. That, oh, uh, yeah. I was going to mention that. We've been outed. Uh, you, you're on there, too, I believe. Yeah, you, you know. Deep I, enough. So if people, if you want to know what we really look like, you got to sign up for the Sick and Wrong Forum. I don't know where. Or was there some, like, internet sleuthing done right. to find those pictures? But, uh, yeah, they're hilarious. Someone put a picture of you on, like, Hitler's face jacking off Adolf Wackerly. <laughs> I think there's a picture of you. I haven't you. seen that one. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's hilarious. I almost lost my lunch looking at it. I think there's, like, a, there's another picture of you as, like, a Dirty Harry. And uh, I, I think they're referencing the fact that you're going to get a gun. Yeah. I hope nobody's disappointed in my visage. I think I look nerdy enough for the... Well, my favorite one is uh, Ams actually submitted this picture of, uh, I think it's the Tango and Cash movie poster, but it's the real picture of me and the real picture of you, and it says, the Jew and the nerd. Right. And And I think think I'm plastered over the um, Kurt Russell picture, which makes me happy, which makes you Sylvester Stallone. Oh, I'm okay. So I'm on the Stallone and Russell were Tango and Cash? Yeah. It's been a while since I've it's seen It's fitting that. because I'm like, uh, you know, suave and, and debonair and you're kind of like the short, crude. short muscle man. Like short kind of crude. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, though? It is the best Photoshop work I've seen in a while. She even had the hair down for the Russell hair. Yeah, she's talented. Yeah, she's very talented. So people go check it out. It's actually quite entertaining. There's a lot of stuff about uh, Kendra lately talking about her near pregnancy and having sex with Eugene. Who, of Oxbow. Um, of Oxbow, who, is, uh, <laughs> who we've uh, interviewed on the show. is a love connection here on Sick and Wrong. Yeah. So go sign up for the SW Forum. People, it's also a new month, so uh, give us a vote on Podcast Alley. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes. We're going to end the show with Iron Lung by Weird Al Yankovic. And right. dedicated to the lady that just died in the Iron Lung. Back next week with episode 126. Until then, take it sleazy. I visit Mr. Frump in the hospital I see him most every day And when I see Mr. Frump in his iron lung This is what I hear him say You know Mr. Frump is my very best friend He's never a chump or a tease He never tells me lies And best of all, he never disagrees I bring him candy and flowers every afternoon Sit down by his side and say hi And then I ask him his opinion of the world situation And I wait for Mr. Frump's reply If Mr. Frump would say... Well, 
Unfortunately, soon it came to be Mr. Frump's dying day. So now I bring to you the very last thing that Mr. Frump had to say.